Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Fight Diggy, Tribe Called Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Absol. This is K.O. And you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. Hey. This is the show that you come up on, yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong. What's going on? Welcome to The Come Up Show Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm Martin Bauman. And I might as well retire today because I don't know how we can possibly top this. My guests today are two of the finest MCs in all of Canada. One grew up in Enfield, Nova Scotia and still lives there to this day. The other grew up in London, Ontario and now lives out in Vancouver. One played hockey as a kid for the Hans East Tigers. The other played point guard for the Central Golden Ghosts. Both men are Juno Award winners. Both sure to go down as two of the best Canadians to ever do it. That's right, I'm talking to Classified and Shad. We talk about how they discovered each other's music, the best calendar year in hip-hop history, the most embarrassing moments on stage, and much more. Take a listen. My name is Martin Bauman, and I'm joined by two of Canada's finest, Classified and Shad. We're going to have a little fun today. thought I'd start off with a little bit of trivia. I want to know, first off, mm-hmm. how you two first encountered each other's music, very first time. Uh, I was actually talking to this with the crew the other day. The first time I ever heard Shad, I think was at the embassy yeah years ago yeah uh we were doing a show i remember we were up in the back room and i came down because i always like to check out who's playing before and i never heard of shad before this was probably what this is like 2006 six, seven maybe maybe, yeah. maybe five somewhere around there and i remember he was playing the guitar and rapping and i was like who is this guy and just that alone was just different like i like things that are different caught me off guard and then just getting to learn who he is and actually getting to his music and know what it's about it's like it's it's a good reason why he's kind of came from what he what he started at and where he's at now at what point yeah. did you kind of become aware of Classified as a musician and what he was doing? Yeah, definitely. Jeez. Uh, when was... I can't remember exactly the time. What? That show was... <laughs> that show was... Two, that show was 2006. I remember that was like... That was a big deal for me getting to open up that show. I was like, uh, the embassy now is gone for, uh, you know, you historians of, of London hip-hop. It's a it's a grass field. We actually just drove by it on the way here. It's a grass field now. Yeah, yeah. This was like Dundas East. This was like a classic venue, hip hop, and all sorts of things. You probably grinded out like your first. Yeah, like three or four times. We had like yeah. some of our best shows ever, like in Canada, not just London, but yeah. grimy little club. You know what I mean? Super grimy. Half the time the mics didn't work right. Yeah. But like the people came out so hard, just supported and just got rowdy. It was always a good time. Yeah, that was a classic spot. So. So that show is a big deal for me, but I mean, obviously, I was aware of his music before that. So, what album was 2006 for you? That was, um, I think, at that time you put out maybe like a retrospective thing. Oh no, maybe it was hitchhiking music. Yeah, it was probably hitchhiking, hitchhiking music. music. And then after that was the kind of retrospective. Yeah, yeah, the thing. while you're yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like hitchhiking music. I think it must have been though around '03 was probably the first time I heard your yeah. stuff. Whenever it started to get some rotation on on much, yeah, that'd probably be then. I had another video, but they only played it three times. So, uh, favorite song in each other's catalogs. Favorite song in each other's catalogs. Uh, I'd That's say a good my question. one is. Uh, and maybe I'm even getting the title wrong. Brother, is it brother, brother? Yeah, brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. that was the joint, like for me, and that was when I was still, you know, what I mean, checking out much music and seeing that video the beat what he was saying in it like that was the one that 
it's just like some classic hip hop beat, but with a good message. Talking about some real stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, I like um, that one. My favorite class joint. I always tell him the like the beat I'm most jealous of is the one on your last record with Raekwon. Yeah, on I was there. gonna say that. We talked about that last time. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was, oh, was like, that? only say because it it's true. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that like you can see by my expression like I'm upset about it. <laughs> that it's not my song. That so that's the first one that kind of comes to mind. Gonna dig back in the vaults a little bit. See if you can remember the first bars you ever remember writing. Rat a tat tat with my gat, swing, swing, swing with my baseball bat. My homie Duff boy got a nine. What you think of that? I had no guns. I just rapped like that for some reason. Me and my friends, and then we kind of got more into the culture and hip hop. And like I remember a DJ Joe Run, who's like legendary. Yeah. He heard me rap, and he's like, "Why do you do you do that?" And I was like, "No, but you know, it's hip hop." young dumb kid thinking that's what you're supposed to do and he's kind of the one straightened me out and made me start writing real music to me what i'm what i'm you know what my real life's about so chad do you remember the Go first what would have been the first i think i've like suppressed that memory you know what i mean like just trying to like never remember it again i remember being like really liking it that day and then the next day being like horrified by it like just being like wow this is like horrendous and i think i've like suppressed it that memory a week ago daniel was in town before you guys came here uh, who would have been the biggest canadian influence for you in hip-hop as, as you were coming up biggest influence biggest. maestro for me yeah maestro would have to be the biggest uh Danny yeah, I was like I was a say, huge fan of Danny Yeah, the whole Beat Factory thing back yeah. in the day. Like, I had that tape or CD, whatever it was, and Dear Hip Hop was on that, Rascals was on that, Mathematic, a lot of classic yeah. Toronto groups that, you know, that's kind of what I came up on. But Maestro was my first introduction to, okay, this is Canadian hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had he had a span, you know, because, like, there's, there's um, you know uh what everybody knows you know backbone, backbone. And, and that era but then there was conducting things after that nothing at all and then there was like certs without the retson and like also he's had joints like for years but danio i thought was incredible and like monolith there's that whole era um that crew um yeah daniel's he's still incredible uh yeah, but yeah, Maestro would have to be the biggest. Tell me if you can remember, this is another piece of hip-hop trivia, I suppose, your first ever live show. As a, as a, oh, as a yeah. legit established performer, your first live show. Yeah, I don't know like how legit and established, but... Yeah, uh, uh, what, school dance, freestyle at the end of like... No, OPP, no, I, I, I know like that, that was one. my first ever feeling like, okay, I'm yeah. doing this. Like variety yeah. show with a, your buddy on the turntables that like, uh, doesn't know what he's doing. Like people are show. coming out to see Classified or you're opening for somebody. Something of that nature, I suppose. Mine, mine would be um, like the, the day I got my first like CD back like from the printer, mailed to my house. I opened for Josh Martinez at the embassy. Nice. Do you recall? Uh, what, what was I remember a show. This was 1995, May 12th. And it was like my, this is when I'm from a small town, like half hour outside of Halifax. So I came into the city and played with like 12 hip hop groups. And these dudes were like the hip hop dudes in Halifax. I was like, Oda Tanner kid, didn't really know anybody. And that was like the first time I was with like Buck 65, Hip Club Groove, Joe Run, it was talking about earlier, uh, Nate the Sea Roughneck, a lot of guys that are like 
legendary Halifax, Nova Scotia artists. And at the same time, like Buck 65, 62, Corey from Trailer Park Boys, Hip Club Groove, all those guys. I was, you know, my first introduction to like playing a real hip hop show, I think. On a performance tip, most embarrassing moment you can recall in one of your performances, what would it be? Um, <clears throat> probably opening for Canon um, in Vancouver, this beautiful outdoor venue. It was, it was raining because it's Vancouver. And uh, jumped up, uh, slipped on my monitor, fell, loud, like, boom, you know, mic on the ground. But fortunately, like with rapping on stage, uh, a lot of it becomes like muscle memory. So like, you're just, I'm just going, like fully like sprained my ankle, but I'm just like, hmm? Grab, got up, grabbed the mic, I knew exactly, I was just going. Class, what about you? Very similar thing, falling on stage, but it was actually my brother. I remember we played at the attic, and he pushed me, like, you know, trying to hype me up. Yeah. Pushed me, fell on the monitor, fell, like, right down. Like, what do you do from there? It's like, there's no coming back from that. So you just go, okay. And I think you freestyle about it 20 minutes later in the set. You put it in the bar, and everyone goes, ah, and it becomes cool. But that was the one moment where I remember just falling. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks. Like, it was a hole on stage. Like, it looked awkward. It I remember Mike, after the show, he's like, man, I didn't know what to do. I thought you, you know, it was a bad moment. You get, you, you probably get like moments like that. You have a good three years, I'd say, of gig mares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't want to fall again. Just don't want to fall. Uh, music has allowed both of you guys to not only see the world, but also meet a lot of interesting people. Who has been the most significant person that music has allowed you to meet? Like personally significant kind of thing? To you, yeah. Oh wow, that's a good question. Yeah, nobody, nobody know. like comes like like who does makes me the most excited? Like I met that person. Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know if it's the person, but I remember when I went to New York last two years ago. Me and White Mike, and we went to uh, Mob Deep's manager's house, and we went down in the studio. I was with Kino, who's uh, manages Royce Five Nine. He took us over there, and MOP was in the studio working on a song. Um, Showbiz was there, just hanging out shooting the shit I remember Gravy remember the, the Biggie movie Gravy yeah, the guy yeah. who played Biggie yeah. he was just sitting there sleeping and the Notorious movie came out the next day huh. and he was just hanging out and we were just, it was just cool because it was in New York you know what I mean Budden was there just kind of just see these guys that I grew up listening to music and you know what I mean just sitting in the back of the studio and watch them just kind of grinding out just grown men making music just for the love of it basically so it's cool that's cool can you think of somebody by now I don't know if I can think of any one encounter in particular, but like just moments like that where you're like, yeah. oh, wow, like this, like this is my company right now. And it like it feels strangely normal. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's those kind of moments. Uh, I th but list off some names. Any anything come to mind? Shaquille O'Neal. I wish. Did you, oh, I thought you were at that weed. We did weed day. And he was oh, there. you met Shaq? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That That's was pretty crazy. surreal. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I look like I'm a little tiny kid. Man. All right, hip hop trivia. Yeah. If you could only listen to one voice in hip hop for the rest of your life, yeah, whose voice would that be? Um, probably Black Thought. And and why would that? be your choice just because in case i ever forget what rap is it's just like oh yeah yeah that guy like that's rap yeah who's it for you i don't know that's uh one person i'd say someone like red man maybe but i don't know i don't know i hate everything now
<laughs> no, but I don't know. I, I'm still like a guy that listens to a lot of 90. I listen to some newer stuff, but if I had to pick one, just one MC, I'd probably take Snoop. Even though he's not like the most lyrical guy, it's just relaxing. I loved his first album, and he's smooth. It's Snoop. Another difficult question, also a little bit of hip hop history. If you could pick, if you had to listen to albums that were only from one year from the rest of your life, which which calendar year would that be? From no, just one particular year. Oh, ninety three uh, or ninety four. And so, tell me about why that would be for you. Uh, just the albums that came out, like Illmatic, Method Man's first one was like ninety five. Um, Doggy Style, even Warren G. Man, I love Warren G.'s first album. One of the worst MCs in the game, but <laughs> love that album. Yeah, it's dope. Um, that's just kind of, even for me, whether or not it was like the best year of music, it was just like for me in my life of how I was growing up, where I was at in my life, it was just everything was music. So every album that came out, I'd go to the store, I'd get it, and I'd play the shit out of it for months. And it was, you know, that's just, I was in love with the music and just the whole culture right then. So a lot of good albums at that time. Uh, Fireside's album. What else? I, know, I can't think of anything else now. Ninety-four, yeah. Cypress I, Hill, yeah, like that whole thing, just that whole era of you know the Soul Assassins, the G Funk, the East Coast, the Biggies, the you know everything like that. Yeah, Chad, who would it be for you? Yeah, uh, the only year I can think of that would give like ninety-four a run for me would be ninety-eight had like a Quemini had Lauren Hill's album, mm. Hard Knock Life as well. Yeah, I, I have a couple. I had a couple early. Projected favorites here. So. Yeah, yeah. What year did uh, Blueprint come out? That was like 2001 or two. 2001. Is that a good year? 2001. 2001 is a slow year. I have I have a couple of the years. I have 2003 was Speaker Box. Get Richard Die Try and Black Album. Uh-huh. 07 is Graduation Below the Heavens. Low End Theory. What was Moment of Truth? That was 98? Uh, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't have 98. Oh, no, so I didn't have it listed on there. 88 was another sleeper year I thought might have been picked. Straight Outta Compton, Nation of Millions, Follow the Leader, Long Live the Cane, Great Adventures of Slick Rick. even for me, I had to go back in here. Like, yeah. it wasn't like 88, I was listening to that. It was like 93, 94, I was like, let me go learn about, you know, old Public Enemy, old Run DMC, old Rakim, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, another tough question. Yeah. Best MC producer duo in hip hop, in your in your own personal like opinion, like a two different people or one like person? a like you got one producer like a gangstar, but I yeah, don't want to yeah, yeah. you know put that into well, your I was head. Is gonna say gangstar, but there's gonna be someone even better than that. Dre and Snoop, you could say, yeah, you know early stuff. Eminem and uh, Dre, yeah. Kendrick Lamar and Dre. Any coming to mind right you right now for you, Chef? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like um, who the uh, yeah Jay Z and Kanye. Jay Z, Kanye is a good team. Jay Z and Kanye is a good. They've got some good. Jay Z and Just Blaze is a great team. Uh, Common and No ID is a great team. Common and Kanye is a great team. Uh, obviously, Gangstar. Um, Timbaland and Magoo. Timbaland and Magoo. <laughs> Love the beats. But yeah. Uh, I haven't heard Eric B. and Rakim yet, I don't think. Yeah, that's like a little bit before our... A little bit, but even going back to that, I don't think Eric B. actually made it in the yeah, beats. It yeah. was kind of known that he was like, exactly. like the muscle, the kind of yeah, the man. But I don't think he made the beat. I think Rakim I even made something. I think Rakim made something, like maybe Marley Marl. Marley Marl, yeah. yeah. Um, Karis One and Primo. Karis One and Primo. I haven't done anything yeah, in a the, while. The, but Dre, the Dre pairs, yeah. 
All right, another question. Which public figure would you die to read the autobiography of, or which you would which you would be really interested in reading their autobiography? Uh, somebody who's you would just love to hear their life story. That's currently alive. Currently, not not necessarily alive. Shaq. Say Shaq. He has an autobiography. I've read it before. I was say really? Bo, yeah. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson. I couldn't tell you. He's that. done everything, man. Do you remember the Pro Stars? Yeah, man. Have you, know, you seen his documentary? Bo Jackson's It's no. the best. Really? So there's got to be a book to it then. It's the best because it's like, you know, this, the ESPN 30 for 30s? Like, usually they're about sports, but it's like a tie-in to like a personal story or like culture or something. Bo Jackson's is just about sports because he was just so good at sports. Oh, the yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah, is yeah, just yeah. about how amazing he was at sports. It's crazy. So you're saying Shaq, you're saying Bo Jackson? Sure. <laughs> go with Bo Jackson. I already read Michael Jackson's. I read uh, Anthony from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I read Slashes. I read. That's all I kind of read. I don't read a lot of books, but I like reading like autobiographies. People talking about their life and just stuff they've gone through. Bringing it back to hip hop, if there was one element of the five elements of hip hop that you could add to your repertoire, what's the fifth element? Well, there's MCing, yeah. DJing, breakdancing, beatboxing. No, graffiti. Graffiti. Is beatboxing the fifth I one? I suppose you could say beatboxing would be the fifth one. Okay. Which one would I add? Which one would you add to that? Breakdancing? It's already there. Oh, oh, like which one could I which do? Which one would you like to add to the catalog? Oh, that, add to like the add catalog. something else like, to it. Like, like let's say you, up on. Like, you don't you, you don't have this skill, but you really wish that you could do it. Out also. of those five. Oh. Out of those Break five. Dancing, yeah. Break yeah. dancing, yeah, yeah Break for sure. Dancing. Breakdancing. Add to the little yeah. element to the live show. Hell yeah! I seen Common uh, yeah, play yeah. at the Cool House. Yeah. And he broke up one moment, just started spinning, and it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some breakdancing. Yeah. Well, there you have it. If you want to know more about Classified and Shad, go to thecomeupshow.com. We've got music and videos to check out there. If you enjoyed the show, help us out. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. Repost it on your SoundCloud page, however you can help to get these podcasts to spread. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, too, at The Come Up Show. That's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Once again, I'm Martin Bauman. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 